welcome to this episode of Prosper. I'm your host, Anna Maria Bliven. And I don't know about you, but have you ever been in an audience where the guest speaker was a futurist? Well, you get to listen to somebody who doesn't claim to be a futurist, but oh my goodness, what you have to look forward to listen to, you'll think that he's a futurist. So don't go away, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Entrepreneurs, start your engines. What engine did you ask? The engine that runs your business, of course. If you find you're lacking the power to accelerate past your competition, I have just the solution. Head over to ResonateEngine.com and find out how the Thought Partner Group team can build a custom engine that will help you secure your future, build your credibility, and finally see the success you deserve. And welcome to another episode of Prosper. I'm your host, Anna Maria Bliven. And in our studio, our virtual studio, <laughs> is Henrik. Henrik DeGeyer? Yes. How are you? So, yes. So, thank you for being on this episode. And we were talking before coming on and starting this recording something about synthetic media. Can you tell our listeners about synthetic media? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm working on a book and a podcast about it that's coming out in 2022. And in January, I'll have a podcast called Synthetic Media. In February, I'll have a book called Synthetic Media that you'll be able to find on Amazon. And so what synthetic media is, artificial media created by machines in part or in whole, meaning it is not created mostly by humans, meaning a camera can no longer is no longer necessary to create a picture of ourselves or a video of ourselves. A recording is no longer necessary of ourselves if we want to give a hundred speeches at the same time, a different speech at the same time in different languages. These are just some of the things that synthetic media is going to do and is empowering people to do it literally today. There are tools to do this today, which I talk about in the podcast and book. And the movie industries have already figured out that they can save hundreds of millions of dollars and years of effort with this and get better quality instead of CGI because it's it's faster, can be done by one person. <laughs> one person has done parts of, for example, The Matrix or the Star Wars series, the new ones, right? Where multi-million dollar studios couldn't figure this out and didn't have the tools or the know-how. But one person was able to do this in a few weeks with a wow. much smaller budget, right? So so this has groundbreaking changes. This is partly what's going to create or continue to create the metaverse as we uh, you may have heard of. This is not just by Facebook. The metaverse already exists. It's been existing for decades. Uh, it's just not as popular and there's a lot to build. So there's a lot of jobs to have, which and those jobs can be from anywhere. So that's what synthetic media is. Wow. It's a massive potential. This reminds me of when the synthesizer was coming on the scene in the mid-60s, early 70s, and how that was making people, musicians, you know, live musicians, mm -hmm. feel as though they were getting shoved aside because of the synthesizers mm -hmm. that were I coming, remember that. Yep. coming on yep. the scene. 
So in a lot of ways, I mean, we're looking at our webcam, we're looking at our phones, it's got the cameras in it. We're looking at, you know, the way it is that we make our media now and the kids and Snapchat and everything. But what you're saying is, hey, folks, on the horizon, we've got synthetic media coming to the forefront in the same way we were now producing music with synthesizers. Yes. And we're going to be creating music this way as well. We already are. Some artists are already embracing this. So I think it's a matter of a mindset of, of it's not taking away our jobs. It's not taking away our opportunities as a singer or as a speaker or, or whatever, right? We're happen to be doing however we want to present ourselves. It's giving us more opportunity, more creative freedom. Artists are embracing this to create things they would never have been able to create ever because it gives us a whole new tool set, a whole new set of, this is called brushes, an ability to to do anything you literally want because you're in a 3D space if you want to be. You can have a perfect avatar of yourself. You can have multiple avatars of yourself. Avatar meaning the uh, a likeness of you, right? So I could have an avatar giving this talk if I just literally typed my answers and I had your, your questions ahead of time. And I could have them translated in multiple languages at the same time too. And I would know that I was not talking to you you would not. That's what's the most amazing part is the artifacts, the errors in the video, in the the ways of how sp- someone speaks, right? Which is usually not perfect, let's be honest, right? That's the thing. Uh, you won't be able to tell at all. You, you already can't tell. So the, the, the one that the tipping point was, um, one of the tipping points was um, Deep Tom Cruise. If you look that up, you can Google that or look that up on your favorite browser. Deep Tom Cruise. Those are not Tom Cruise doing any of those things, but it looks like it. They synthesized him. They created an avatar that looks identical to him. They mimicked his voice to the T and they just typed in the script and it does whatever they want it to. Now, it took a few weeks to do each one of those for now, and that's only going to accelerate until eventually you'll be able to do it on your phone, literally. That it'll be democratized to literally being able to do this on your phone and you'll be able to create content this way at any point in time you want, at any hour and distribute it at any hour that you want. What is the benefit to this? Ah, great question. Okay, so there's multiple. Okay, so one, I spoke to one person. She created synthesis of voice, right? Where you can record your voice within about a couple hours, right? And then create a perfectly perfect rendition of your voice with a little bit more time in processing that so that it's not a script of what you want to say in the future. It's how you say things, right? So nuances of how you say things, accents, whatever, right? And this gives us the ability to send messages to people. What the social good aspect that she focuses on is what about the people who don't have a voice that we literally don't hear about or from? whether they lost it when they were born or through illness or injury, right? You can literally provide someone a voice that they can use through a device like a phone and type in. And instead of you sounding like Stephen Hawking's, right? You can literally have someone else's voice. So a little girl can sound like a little girl. A boy can sound like a boy. A man can sound like a man. A woman can sound like a woman, et cetera, right? And you can go down the row and have a real voice, potentially yours, potentially mine, right? That you donate to someone 
And the more practical, not the social good aspect, but the more practical thing is marketing. It opens the floodgates for marketing and advertising potential, right? That is like infinite. Now, literally celebrities create an avatar of themselves. Multiple people, multiple celebrities have already done this where they don't have to travel. There's no travel. They rent out, let's just say, or license their their avatar as many times as they want at the same time, right? So they can create multiple ads at the same time anywhere in the world, in any language, with their likeness, with the video likeness of themselves, their exact voice, their exact nuances, et cetera, that you, we all know and love, et cetera, or hate for that matter. And they can still get paid the same or very close to amount of money because it's their likeness that you're paying for. You're paying for the face of whomever. You're paying for the voice of whomever, right? And that is mind-blowing as far as scalability, if you think about it, right? So you no longer have to spend millions of dollars for an ad or hundreds of thousands of dollars for an ad of renting out space in a studio and, and CGI and blah, 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 blah. You can literally, within a few weeks or a month or so, depending on, on what you're trying to do, create this. And it opens up massive opportunities. And the advertisers, some of the advertisers are already realizing this. And granted, there are some ethical concerns around deep fakes and synthetic media. So full disclosure, synthetic media can create deep fakes and has in the past and will continue, unfortunately, because there's very little to stop it, let's be honest. But everyone I spoke to, everyone I interviewed for my book and podcast about this, one of the very first things they think about is will this be ethical? So the ethical use, the positive use cases for synthetic media is ex- going to explode for the rest of this decade and then some. And you will see an inundation of it in 2022. Many, many more. You, we've seen some glimpses in social media, but most people didn't even realize. Literally, people who knew Tom Cruise saw it and they're like, that's not him. It looks like him. It sounds like him. He's acting like himself but it's not him. It's like, whoa, really? Like, can you do that for me? <laughs> and, and the answer is yes, with some effort and credit. It's not free, let's be honest right now, but it's a reasonable cost, let's be honest. For a subscription fee, you can literally create a, an avatar and, and people are doing this for training videos, right? For messaging across multiple countries, across multiple companies at the same time saying, oh, we need to message everyone about this new policy or whatever, or this new thing that we need to announce to everyone, whether it's good, bad, indifferent news, right? You can do that. And you don't have to, you can create an avatar of the CEO if you wanted to, or of any leadership management, whatever, that they, that are willing to do that. And put some guardrails on that to make sure that it's used for the right reasons, right? Not the wrong reasons, which it's really about intent. Let's think about it, right? You can use the technology itself, synthetic media. The technology itself is neutral. What you do with it is based on your intent with it, right? If I were them, would I want to be doing this, right? Think about that, right? So you can literally revive people who are dead and have them do tell their history. So they're doing that for classrooms. Abraham Lincoln can tell you his story about everything he did or anyone else in history, in any country for that matter, in any language, and provide that history so that they have different context than the textbooks, which, you know, they're written a while ago, right? And they're not that engaging, let's be honest, most of the time. But, but we, we know we, we have degrees. <laughs> so 
why not have a different level of engagement with students and your audience? That's just a glimpse of the power. Car companies are using it to test drive cars before they exist. Yeah, it's possible. It's completely possible. You can sell products and, and tell them how awesome it is and show them what it looks like before it exists. They've been doing that for over a decade now. Most people don't know that, but it's true. Uh, so, so you know, the advertisement that you see in the, the store is like, oh, coming soon in a month. Prepay for it now. Yeah. No one's ever actually held it in their hand yet because they don't know how many people want it. So they'll create the products after they know the demand part of it. So if it's very hot, they're going to make a lot of them. If it's not, they're not going to make many, right? And this saves us a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort to do that. So the possibilities are literally endless. These are just some of the use cases that I cover in the book and that I talk to in the, the podcast. Well, I'm excited about somebody that doesn't have a voice. I mean, literally does not have a voice that can now have a voice. That <laughs> That's exciting. I mean, you know, that part. The part of, let's just say, a fake image of myself, for example, there have been a lot of times where people from all over the world wanted to know what I was teaching that got results of 93% people getting interviewed and 87% people getting hired. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I wanted to, I could get on a plane and go anywhere, really, and teach this. But what you're telling me is... If I have a script or I type out all of my teaching and I was to go through whatever it is that you're talking about, mm-hmm. I can clone myself in synthetic media to teach this to anywhere in the world in their language? In real time. In real time. Yeah. Okay. Why is that exhilarating and fearing, <laughs> fearful well, because time? Sure. Yeah. So, so the fear, let's think about it. The fear comes from the unknown. We don't understand it because we've never seen this. We never experienced it, right? So there's a lack of experience, there's a lack of understanding of what's behind it and how powerful this could be, right? Or how powerful we imagine it to be. But we have the the only context that we have is the movies and books that are, of course, showing that AI is scary and nefarious and it's going to kill us all and you know the world's going to end, et cetera, et cetera, right? Those are stories, right? Stories, I, I know I'm an author, stories are written with conflict on purpose because if I tell you about a really boring business plan that what was succeeded, no one will buy that book ever. <laughs> no one will watch that movie ever. But if there's conflict, <laughs> if there's potentially, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, which is how the news works, then people will pay attention. That's how it works. So that's the context we have. But if you understand the context of how people are working very, very hard, literally every day, stupid amount of hours working on this so that everyone can have this, right? And everyone can be empowered literally from anywhere, from your phone to use this tool, to use these tools. Now, some of them are a little bit more labor intensive, right? And they they take a fair amount of, let's just call it recipes and technology that we're not going to talk about because they're way over most people's heads and it doesn't really matter, right? I don't focus on the technology because the technology is literally evolving so fast that the people who are building this stuff are like, well, we we look forward to, to being able to do that in six months. And, like, and then 30 days later, they're able to do things that people are like, wow, I just thought of it like a month ago and I was expecting it to happen 
much, much later. So it's evolving faster than most people can write. And yes, it can write stories. Wow. Yes. I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> the reason why I'm saying that is because at one point I, I was in Orlando in 2019 mm -hmm. for a conference and the main speaker of the conference began with showing us a video and the video was of four people, but it was actually two, tw two sets of twins, two men, two women. Mm -hmm. And the woman looked alike and the men looked alike and they were two sets of twins. And they were having a chat at the bar. Mm -hmm. And we were just, you know, kind of eavesdropping as to what sure. they were talking about. And then all this, it was about 10 or 15 minutes. Then he shut off the video and we're all sitting there going, well, that was interesting. I mean, it was just bar talk. Sure. But then he said, you just saw two sets of twins. Mm -hmm. You think you're seeing two sets of human twins, but then he revealed you're only seeing one human man and one human woman, and the other are AIs. Could you tell the difference? Could you? We shrieked. Right. And he was, his title was Futurist. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, 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 serious. The guest speaker. I believe you. I believe. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember the name because it was a traumatic event. And so my mind was like, <laughs> but I could go back to the program and find out who mm -hmm. it was because I could tell sure. you exactly where we were and what the conference was, but he was a futurist. Yep, yep. Well, that future is now. And it'll continue happening, like I said, for the rest of this decade, you're going to see more amazing things that we've never phantom could possibly happen. And you're going to see synthetic people that don't exist, literally, that people will become fans of. And they, those actually exist in other countries already, right? And they make millions of dollars for the people who license them. That's the most amazing part. So they're, they're models, they're actresses, they're actors, right? So the people who are those things already, they may be stressed about it, but why not be able to empower that, empower yourself so that you can sing more songs, you can create more music, an AI can create music for you, or you write the song, you write the lyric, and your avatar sings it for more people live. It's like, why is that a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> and yes, you can continue doing it yourself as well. So you can literally scale yourself as a writer, as a speaker, as an actress, as an actor, as personality, as an, a regular individual. You can handle multiple meetings at the same time because you can synthesize all of your knowledge so that you can handle meetings. Could you imagine that? So if you if you took all the, the writings that you had about what you spoke about earlier, right, a few minutes ago, and they can answer all those questions because are you really tired of answering the same questions over and over again? <laughs> right? To be honest, yeah. <laughs> see, see, I told you. So, so it's one thing to have a video of yourself, but what if they ask in real time, instead of Googling or looking it up in YouTube or whatever, or TikTok or pick your channel, doesn't really matter. Why not have a live conversation with you? about that topic, right? Or anyone about a topic that they know about. How would that synthetic me know how to answer it? Because they have the data. They already have the information. So they pull the context. So you can literally have, there's an AI version of Elon Musk. So the likelihood that we are able to talk on, to Elon Musk individually is very low, let's be honest. However, there's a synthetic version of him that you can have a conversation with 
an intelligent conversation where you can ask him any question and they've recorded all of his his sayings and 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 things and you can ask him it's like okay well what should i do with my life or what what how do you handle blah 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 or what how do you, how did you handle this problem or or this this challenge right or or why did how how are you so, so successful or or whatever the, the the question is you have right and as long as that's been recorded to some degree and within the context the ai will the neural network with that data will pull it and have him say it because there's an avatar of him that looks just like him and you can have an avatar of yourself. And that, realistically speaking, almost everyone eventually will have an avatar of themselves, at least one, if not several, right? Because you can have a idealized version, right? In your perfect dress, your hair, however you wish, you know, for, for every occasion you can think of, right? Or you can go shopping with your avatar. It's like, oh, I want new clothes. What does my avatar look like in these clothes? It's like, oh, I don't like those. Oh, I like this one better. Imagine that. And then you get it delivered, right? <laughs> and you can avatar, your avatar can wear it, right? So the, the fashion uh, house or, or store or whatever can, can license it to your avatar and or license it to you and sell it to you, right? So you can wear the physical yourself and your avatar can wear the virtual version. All right. Is this where we're going with Zoom meetings? Yes. Because <laughs> this could only happen. It's a, it's a synthetic media, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. if yes. I'm... If I'm called to the Kalahari Resort in the Dells for an in-person appearance, this would not work. No, no. And do you really want to travel that far for a hour or two hour conversation? It's, it's your choice, right? It would be my choice to be there in person versus having me on a screen and not really me. Yeah, fair. Yep. And now we can get back to the ethics. Yes. So the ethics are a really interesting phenomenon because they're really, really thinking about it and they're really, really working. All the major companies are all into it as far as making sure that what happens to social media doesn't happen with synthetic media because we see that roadmap potentially happening, if not worse. So what people are doing is they want to figure out how was something created because truth is already on the, not auction block, but on the, the chopping block right now by today's standard and has been for several years, let's be honest. So now that we can barely trust our media or any media or anything we see, literally, it's going to be even more questioning because anything can be created synthetically and you can't tell what's real versus what's synthetic. So why not have an icon, hypothetically speaking, or some kind of disclosure at several different degrees that can share how synthetic it is and how it was created? So if you're familiar with Photoshop, there's like a history panel of everything you did to that file, similar to that. Everything from inception of the creation of the file, whether it was recorded with a real camera or not, or created with a machine entirely, all the way through to delivery of what you see right there, right? So disclosure of not necessarily the intent, because they can separately, they can say, this is satire. And that would be helpful to understand upfront, right? Or this is news real time, et cetera, or this is a joke, or this is, you know, a message from so-and-so party or so-and-so group, right? So-and-so individual, whether it's it's uh, humor or et cetera, but also how it was created. So you know, is it the real me or is it the synthetic me? And then you have a more clear lens of what you're seeing and you can trust whatever you believe. 
However, the message will still be delivered as long as you listen to it or hear it or consume it, however it is delivered to you. Right. Make sense? Yes. That's what they're working on right now. Mm -hmm. That's what they're working on right now. And so there's multiple groups that I I share in the book and and that that are are literally working furiously on this. And they have open dialogues with many, many people who are creating synthetic media, who are creating the hardware for synthetic media. Because realistically speaking, by 2022, 2023, many of us will have more, not just screens to look at, but glasses to look through for augmented reality and virtual reality, which is growing in popularity, but not to the, to the extent that it's, it's really, really popular, right? And this is well beyond gaming and well beyond video games and well beyond films or movies. Back to your point around Zoom calls or, or video calls, you will, instead of having a two-dimensional Brady Bunch equivalent diorama of people you're talking with, or, or uh, <laughs> you, can, you can have a dialogue as if you're at a table and looking at them left and right and see the objects that they might be talking about and spin them in front of you so you can see the actual dimensions and feel it as well. So yes, it won't be just about hearing and seeing synthetic media. You'll have haptics, meaning you'll be able to feel and touch things such as if you want to travel to the Necker Island and swim with whales, which none of us can or want to do, necessarily speaking. You'll be able to literally have your goggles on and your haptic glove on, and you'll be able to feel the whale as it goes by you and feel its smoothness, which is mind-blowing, right? Yes, this is all very (laughs) mind-blowing, very much. It goes deeper than that. So we talked about three senses. Now, what about the other two? Yes, that has already been synthesized, and it's it's still in the works. It hasn't been commercially available yet. But synthetic taste and synthetic smell is coming. So Star Trek, Holodome, Holo, what is it? Um, Holodeck, yeah, yeah. The Holodeck is more than just now a fantasy. It may become a reality. The Holodeck. Basically. We could be living on a Holodeck. But you don't have to transfer yourself anywhere. No. (laughs) You can, you can be on a beach. Just call it up on the phone and there we are. <laughs> you can be on a beach and, and actually be somewhere else in a, in a not so fun meeting at the same time. <laughs> unbelievable. This is unbelievable, but, but yet believable. I mean, when the synthesizers in the 60s was coming out, we musicians were going, well, wait a minute, are we being replaced? But no. No. If you no. look at the history, we embraced it. It yes. became a part of what we did to make the music even more right. wonderful than when we didn't have the synthetic. Exactly. Well, I'm hoping <laughs> we follow that same path with synthetic media. Right. Me too. Yeah. Oh, and, and man. So back to the synthesizer example, it's, it wasn't the synthesizer or the artist. It was with, if they choose to use it, right? Just like AI, it's not AI or humans. It's AI and, and humans. humans. Right. And the humans use the AI. It's not the inverse. Right. So and and we're far from from actually having human or machines taking over anything, realistically speaking. So it's it's really back to our intent, right? Of how right. we want to use the tools and ho- hopefully for more positive reasons than the nefarious ones, because everything unfortunately in technology wise became popular because of nefarious uses first, because they had the money. 
and the power to use it. And then it became popular because other people saw the potential to use it for positive uses. So that's yes. exactly the trajectory that's happening now. Yes. And, and look forward to it. So Henrik, we're on the brink of 2022. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. You have really opened up an incredible portal to the future. <laughs> yeah. With with this episode. I You're welcome. am very, very blessed that in this moment you and I are talking about this. Because listeners, <laughs> we are all going through the portal of our future. Thank you, Henrik. And stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. Hey, listeners, just like I told you, didn't you feel as though you were in the audience and you were listening to the guest speaker as being a futurist? Did you know before listening to this episode anything about synthetic media? Did you realize that some of the things that we're seeing on the screen these days and in our television might not be real? (sighs) And we might be at some point in time living in something like we saw in Star Trek of the holodeck? You could be going to anywhere in the world from your couch in a holodeck. I don't know about you, but are you ready for this kind of future? Ready or not, folks. We're going to be living into it. I don't know about you, but at some point, we got to get over our fear and start figuring out how we're going to embrace this in the same way that we found out how to embrace a synthesizer. Synthetic media is here. 2022, we're into the portal of the rest of the decade and beyond. On your way to prosper, thank you for listening. 